Employment law was just, you know, really busy in that period because it was one of those situations where suddenly, you know, every employer in the country was faced with a situation where they couldn't, unless they were exempt, have their staff in the workplace. And then uh, the Labour government at the time had a programme of introducing rights across the board. So from 1999, 2000 to about 2005, we had com completely new rights. You know, it's amazing really that rights, non-discrimination rights didn't exist prior to that in respect of sexual orientation, uh, religion, age. All of those came in, part-time worker rights, enhanced maternity rights. And that period, for the first five or six years after I qualified, new law all the time. And the whole point of employment rights is fundamentally an unequal balance, isn't it? You know, it, 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 the whole point is to offset the imbalance between employer and employee, as you have in many situations. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the problem is always there to be solved. Tell me, what one piece of advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? Build your network, get your connections. Academics will get you so far, but once you start in any professional area, in a lot of areas, you know, you, you, your career develops through contacts. It's one of the reasons why I was able to set up my own firm was because of those connections that I had built up. So, you know, and, and you can always offer people something and vice versa. I believe everyone has a story to tell. Through seeking true, authentic insights about the entrepreneurial journey, I provide a platform for our peers to share their stories and inspire those that listen. This is the County Business Talks podcast, produced by H2 Productions. Here we are, guest three of 24. Yeah. Delighted to welcome good friend of mine, Alex Jones, 365 Employment Law. How are you, sir? I'm very good. Thank, thank you for having me. Fantastic. Right. What are you doing over right. the next... 22 21 hours yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we're still uh yeah. we're still going and let's just put that down there mate. yep just a little bit yeah perfect yep. um yeah we're um mate it's been a great start and really delight thanks for your support it's a great term no period. problem mate we're going to jump straight in just yep. tell listeners a little bit about your story and career yeah so uh i run a solicitor's firm 365 employment law does nothing but employment law <laughs> uh specializes in employment law uh, across the board for employees and employers uh and I'm 20 plus years doing employment law and uh, I first decided I was interested in law really when I was 16, 17, doing A-levels, went to university, did a law degree, wasn't really academically right at the top of the top of the tree, but I liked the, pra the practicalities of it. And by the time I did my legal practice course, which, which teaches you about the practice of law, mm. there was this new growing subject, employment law, which hadn't, hadn't really existed in a specialist sense much before that it was all quite new lots of new employment rights coming in mm. uh yeah and i thought well i quite like this and i quite i quite liked it because i think you know it's practical problem solving mm. uh you know identify the problem sort it out which is i've always saw as one of my strengths and then i i, I did a training con contract qualified decided i wanted to specialize got my first job in uh, in hove uh, specializing in employment law with uh, so did, a firm did, did you like, from like growing up was was it always the plan to go into law? Did you want to go into law when you were younger? Or there, it, it was something that I was definitely considering. You know, there's, there's lawyers in the in the family, and uh, I, uh, you know, it was something I, I liked the idea of. Like a lot of people, when when you first 
start doing it you know it's academically really challenging law, a, a law degree uh, but a lot of people as well and I was definitely one of those like the idea of things like criminal law they like the idea of the excitement of it all and yeah, yeah. and then my wife's a criminal so yeah we know we spoke about it before, yeah she, yeah not the greatest pay but it's, it's, it's exciting <laughs> yeah and uh, but but you know employment law just grabbed me you, you do a bit of it when you're when you're doing your degree but uh, quite historic and then when you do the practical side on the on, on the practical side on the legal practice course it was just you know i just found it so interesting and i liked the fact that it gave you balance you know you, you if you do it you sh should act for both sides really and mm -hmm. you get to hear stories from both sides and then the specialism opportunity came up and uh, specialized uh, ever since and uh, uh, various law firms uh, over the years and then in 2019 i, I made the call to uh, set up on my own so what what led you to that? Is that yeah, like you said, you you've been a partner at different firms, yeah. haven't you, over over the uh, twenty odd years of of, of of different firms, and like you said, up the ranks and then partner, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So what what was it in twenty? What got you to that point in twenty nineteen? Going, you know what, I'm going to go and do this on my own. I, I thought, and I had thought over a couple of years that it was an area that works best when it's on its own for a whole variety of reasons you know if you i think if you were if you were setting up a new business from scratch now you wouldn't put a lot of traditional law areas together you know you wouldn't necessarily put private client with family law with criminal with corporate they're all different different turnovers different profit margins different you know insurance different risk you know so i uh, I, I thought you know I, I i fancy doing this on my own because technology was getting better and better a lot of the technological barriers that i, that I would have had five or six years earlier just weren't there you know apps were available to run a lot of run a lot of stuff voice yeah. recognition technology all of that stuff was available and I thought well you know now's the now's the time and I spoke to a couple of people who had made the step themselves and they they encouraged me to to do it and I thought well let's let's go for it and the, and the and the thing that was really pushing me towards it was as an employment lawyer as a specialist 100 employment lawyer there's not many of us around and you get a, you get a lot of work referrals you know you get it from existing clients and professionals like accountants people like that but you get it from other lawyers and other lawyers are because often... there's certain because it's because uh, you specialize in that yep. certain areas that they might have an employment lawyer department but that's that yeah a different level that you yeah can... or not do it at all yeah, 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 yeah. and when you're in a when you're in a firm uh, where you specialize in employment law but they offer the service in other areas that might be competing with those firms you you, you can struggle to get those complex yeah, yeah, yeah. referrals so you know that was something that uh, made me do it and i thought you know give, give it a go you know amazing yeah and then and then so <laughs> let's talk so because i remember speaking to you about before actually you was going to start as well yeah. you said, oh, look, and you were very encouraging yeah, so thank exactly. you for that i know i know but i still remember the lunch and having a conversation and going out with me oh, mate, great i knew you'd smash it as you have done but um three months after you start then obviously there's a global pandemic what's like i've started my own business global pandemic what goes through your head at that point well the practicalities go you know go through, through the head like a lot of people had you know the yeah. kids are going to be at home you know my, my wife's going to be at home we're all going to be there trying to work and trying to you know do everything under one roof and yeah. you can't see clients physically but employment law was just you know really busy in that period because it, it was one of those situations where suddenly you know every employer in the country was faced with a situation where they couldn't unless they were exempt have their staff in the workplace yeah you know what what do you do about that some businesses you know service businesses you know the restaurants the pubs the hairdressers they were they were in real uh real trouble uh, as as covid developed so 
whilst it was uncertain as it was for everyone, it was actually pretty pretty hectic, hectic time, sure, uh, sure. both dealing with all, all of the issues that came up for existing clients and new clients, both employers and employees, but also adapting as announcements happen. So, yeah. you know, I can recall having lots of conversations when it was obvious that everything was going to close down. And I had, you know, I had clients contacting me who were saying, well, you know, we know we're going to be sending, we know the lockdown is coming. We know we're going to be sending our staff home and we can't afford to pay them. You know, we might need to make them redundant. And then the rumors of support came in, furlough came in, which changed everything. Uh, Furlough then adapted where, you know, you could have your staff back on a part-time basis. Uh, And it it was just a, it was just a a period unlike no other in, in terms of the type of advice that I was, I guess, yeah, your advice needs to change, but like the law is what it is, but then with unprecedented things coming in, yeah. obviously the laws looked at in different ways. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, the law was the law. I mean, uh, it's a situation where, uh, you know, employers had the financial support yeah, 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 to, sure. to be able to pay staff in, in part, but all of the considerations about whether or not they made them redundant, whether or not they're entitled to come into work, what happened to the end of that period that, you know, yeah were they cutting their pay completely? They, they all applied. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it was, it was, you know, interesting, interesting uh, period and uh, almost put everything on hold for a bit, not just for me, for lots of, lots yeah, of yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I was my, you know, my firm was fortunate in that period because it, it was a, it was a busy period and uh, we were, you know, it was very lean, you know, it's limited amount of IT, you know, small office, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't one of these over leveraged businesses. So it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a interesting period. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I can, I can imagine, like you say, from your point, there's certain, I guess, certain industry, certain businesses that started at that point that would have been massively affected and couldn't carry on mm. trading, maybe and gone, oh, taking the wrong time to yeah. this plan. Where, like you said, from, I guess, from your point of view, almost become busier at that point in, in, in a way with yeah. the amount of people wanting to reach out and, and, and you, you, we started doing a load of stuff together with like with SBT and yeah. some of the advice that you was able to give in a lot of the, you know, um, a lot of the articles that you wrote and keeping people updated within our community yeah. on stuff that's going on, which is yeah. people needed. And I guess like people remember that as well. Don't yeah. Like that, that period of time, like, you reaching out and helping yeah. support and with that advice mm. that people remember that yeah that obviously holds you in good stead for, for the business movie yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. it's cool well, look i want to obviously you know for over 20 years in the legal profession talk to me a little bit about some of the changes in like employment law over the years it must you know like have been huge yeah but, and, and and talk to me about that like how that's changed but also like with the future how do you see well employment law is an interesting one because when i when i first came into into the law and did my training contract in the late 90s you know employment rights were were pretty limited you had basic but really uh financially limited unfair dismissal rights you know discrimination law only applied to sex race and disability uh and then uh, the labor government at the time had a program of introducing rights a- across the board so from 99 2000 to about 2005 we had com- completely new rights you know it's r- amazing really that rights non-discrimination rights didn't exist prior to that in respect of sexual orientation, uh, religion, age, all of those came in, part-time worker rights, enhanced maternity rights. And that period for the first five or six years after I 
qualified new law all the time then 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 uh, slow down in terms of new new developments you know you always get case law interpreting interpreting the existing uh, statutes and regulations and everything else but uh, the the speed then slowed down but what what didn't was the the the, the pendulum between uh, whether or not rights are going to increase or, or decrease, and that that historically was always a always a political one. You had you had the Labour Party essentially was in favour of all of them, and the Conservative Party weren't really in favour of, of many of them. Uh, it became a uh, almost politically uh, toxic position to say that you weren't in favour of them. So by ten years ago, every every party was in was in favour of them. Every party had a manifesto commitment to protect employment rights, but in different ways. And the way uh, that that has changed over the past uh, 10 years or so is we, we had employment tribunal fees, which was pretty dramatic. Uh, so uh, 10 years or so ago, the coalition government introduced a fee for if you want to issue an employment tribunal claim, which meant that uh, claims dropped off a, off a cliff. Massive reduction statistically in, in claims uh, brought often by the lower earning employees, yeah. uh, and that was that, that served in two ways. It meant it meant that actually the, the more complex claims, which the reality is that's the type that the likes of me would deal with, yeah. they got to trial much much quicker than than they used to. Yeah. Uh, but it meant that lots of people just didn't have the ability or the finances to assert their rights. Then the Supreme Court declared that fee regime illegal, overthrew it. Every single fee that was paid had to be refunded. And then suddenly the, the claims cranked up again. Uh, the issue that we face now in terms of uh, how employment rights have developed and how employment law has developed is it just takes a long time for individuals to assert those rights. Mm -hmm. uh, from issuing the claim to a final trial on a you know basic unfair dismissal claim, you're looking at the best part of a year years on discrimination claims. And that's the wider uh, issue to do with funding of the justice system, funding of the courts, which I'm sure your uh, wife has talked to you about in terms of criminal criminal justice and access yes. uh, access from in that respect. So uh, occasionally there's talk of changing employment rights. You know, there was talk last week that they that there might be a, a change in the 48 hour working week, there might be a removal of entitlement to holiday pay. I mean, again, you know, it's it's a brave political position to suggest that those things would happen because there's almost immediate pushback yeah. uh, and they sort of they sort of disappear. So we're in a bit of a holding pattern, really, at the moment in that all the rights are there. You know, they're quite hard to assert. They're quite hard to follow through. But eventually you get there. Uh, and it's almost a two tier approach because a lot of employers now have become quite good at, at keeping staff with incentives, with benefits. Yeah. And those are the employees that always do do better. You know, the staff, the employee employees that treat their staff well, look after them. Because that, that, that leads to a lot, I guess, ultimately, that's about culture isn't mm. it, within a company. Like, yeah, you, definitely. Must, you must talk to so many, be in, in, interesting to talk to you about some, obviously, your clients or people that you, businesses that you spoke to over the years, it, people that struggle with employment issues. Yeah. Are they ones that you look at and maybe that they've got the culture potentially wrong? Or Well, I mean, you you know, I see it from both sides. I see it from the employee side when I bring claim and, claims in from the employer side. And you know, I can, I can, put the employer clients that I've acted for over the years into two brackets. You know, there are the ones who are always communicating. They always ring you up when there's an issue. They're, they're always contacting you. You know, they always take your advice. Those are the ones who will be much less likely to face a claim. And even if they do face a claim, be much more likely to be able to defend it. And then there's the ones who, despite my best intentions and saying, <laughs> you know, please call me, please email me. 
you know you don't hear from them for three years and then they contact <laughs> you and say claims claims dropped in you know uh and you know you spend much more in the way of legal fees if you do it that way and you have you know much more disruptive workplace uh so the ones that you know take advice and understand that actually if they treat the staff well they will do better are, are, are you know are, are the good ones and particularly the ones that understand that with their staff yeah. you know incentivize them you know listen to them because often for a lot of employees it's not necessarily about pay it's about incentives it's about culture it's about you know and so I, I completely agree with that and i think for, certainly from my like i said i talk about culture on on the podcast a lot mm. of you know large organizations smaller whatever it looks like you know even when i had the cell and i always talk mm. about like, i have i've struggled with having getting the culture right there. i wasn't mm. a hairdresser yeah so I, I feel like i've got that wrong and you, you i guess for, for me it's looking at like you said how how you look after staff what especially from since lockdown mm. how many more people have gone i don't need to work at that place anymore yeah. because they're looking for more purposeful it's not necessarily like you say about money but it's about how do they look after me yeah hybrid working yeah. remote working how is that like is that from an employment lawyer point of view like what's with hybrid working and stuff like that is has there been some is this i get the feeling is there's quite a lot of gray area there or? yeah there's i mean you know you're in the workplace doesn't matter where you're where you're where you're working and a lot of employees don't really seem to understand that you know they you know assessing how safe things like their confidential information is you know how what about the equipment is the person going to get injured you know sat uncomfortably at the kitchen table you know all of all of these things and everyone it was a real shock to everyone wasn't it two years ago you know go home you know set up at the kitchen table <laughs> you know with the family all doing exactly the same you know uh, and now it's not like that but there's not enough staff for jobs yeah. and employers uh, that offer hybrid working get to get the better staff and my experience is particularly over the last six months to a year is employees particularly senior employees don't want to be fully in the office but they also don't want to be fully at home yeah. they like they like the idea of not having to get on a commute not having yeah. to come in particularly when you have a lot of remote meetings that you never used to have but they also like the idea of workplace culture and you know meeting their colleagues occasionally and, and that and, and that type of you know issue and uh so, um, Kit, like, what, what's your take on it? What, what do you think about that in regards because there's a lot of talk about that about that a lot of especially maybe the younger generation people who are learning their skill whatever that be in the office if they're not in an office environment they don't have those water cooler moments yeah. or no, fact, that um, bouncing yeah. ideas like you think when you was learning yeah. your, your trade you, you you know just done your legal practice course you're, yeah. you're in um your first years as a qualified solicitor yeah. bouncing yeah. questions off of a partner whereas if you're working from home it's you're harder probably, yeah you're probably yeah. not going to just email that person no yeah that, i mean that that's invaluable isn't it those office those office interactions yeah. uh and you know, some employers recognize that and, and have things like you know in-person team meetings but often those interactions are informal aren't they they're yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you don't feel you're not sure about something you don't feel you can say it in a team meeting but you'll chat to someone who's a bit more experienced over coffee or yeah, you know yeah, as yeah. you say at the water cooler uh and it's it's not just uh pr practical it's social as well you know yeah, what did you watch cool. did you watch on tv last night you know have you been on holiday yet and you it's harder to have those conversations when you're when you don't have some sort of interaction because there's so much then just look one of our main i guess 
from us county business clubs that, that one of our main things come about our, our manifesto thing we've done with inside store business people still buy from people and that building relationships and that's what we mm. fundamentally ban i think for we're, we're creatures of that we need to be around other people and want mm. to thrive there are some people that you speak to maybe i don't want to stereotype you look at maybe in the tech industry coders and stuff like that they're okay with going you know what i just want to be locked in a room and i'm okay working yeah. at home and just doing that but ultimately like look, me and you are both very social people go to networking events and, yeah. that and about like I, I love being around people mm. having that thing and i think that if we you go down this that particular route where it is more home working or and not being in, in that environment i think it's i don't know i, I just feel we're missing something yeah it's not an either or though is it that human connection that we, we yeah crave, i think it's not an either or though is it no, no no so you know i think the employers that blend that well yeah, will yeah, be the yeah. ones that do well in terms of having staff satisfied avoiding problems uh you know dealing with problems quickly do, do, do you think then that not certainly from i guess the an archaic way of looking at it like especially maybe some professional services like law firms or yeah. accountants where they was like you know everyone had to be in the office nine to five and then yeah. all of a sudden we're going oh you know we've got to change and they've had yeah. to embrace they was forced to embrace it wasn't they? yeah somewhere yeah and, and i think that you know for the better as well in that mm. sense because you, you if someone's working for you or working with you whatever that looks like and they're as long as they're doing their job that they need to be sitting in front of you nine nah. to five and it's not a nine-to-five job never has been never will be as a, as a lot of professional yeah, service yeah, yeah, yeah. you know firms are but it doesn't mean that you have to be physically at your, at your desk the whole time yeah. you know the, the performance is often in the results but isn't have you, it have you, have you, you must have seen a change in i guess from people use it like from cultures and stuff like that from from covid that, that that's, that's yeah definitely, definitely. The shift has been definitely and, and and a lot of employers that seem unable to keep staff or, or lose a lot of staff are resisting the change yeah, 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 yeah sure. resisting the change the ones that are embracing the change and saying you know we've got hot desking or you can come in you know we only require you in two days a week or one day a week or you can come in the whole time if you want you know the flexibility that's what that's what people people want yeah what they're, i guess you're right that's what we're in plus x now co-working yeah. space which is phenomenal and you know we've got various different sides of businesses here from yeah. you know Creston Reeves of you know 40 or 50 staff here yeah. and um you know other people are just there's one or two people in the office and some mm. people co-working they but great spaces to be mm. able to do that and yeah. you still then get that like you still get that interaction don't you yeah definitely. although maybe even a, from a smaller firm point of view you're able yeah. to come in and, and still build those relationships I guess which yeah. is where uh where is key I, I, for, for me yeah. I, I, I think that's where, yeah where, where there's key but um i mean t tell me then what what like from from your point like with, with the firm that you've you know started now and going since you know january 2020 yeah what's what's the plans for the future with it for for you, you well just con continuing to grow it in terms of clients continuing to get that reach out of the brighton worthing sussex area and potentially potentially expand depending on you know depending on how that develops you know i sort of view that covid period which was essentially a whole year and a half as a as a bit of a stopgap and yeah, it's really yeah. we're really only in a in proper year year two now so uh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and uh focus over the next six months on on where that might go yeah okay that's interesting well, well um yeah look I, to talk talk to i guess i just i'm keen to as well like the employment because I, I guess I, I sort of struggled a little bit with that at the 
at the start with the, like I say, I always go back to the salon because that was probably one of my biggest mm, learning curves. Yeah. And I had so, so many stuff. I'm, I'm just, it, it seemed that at the point, because I had uh, like an employment where sort of on tap but we, and from yeah. HR and that yeah. side, so it all, all sort of ties in. And it was really difficult for me because I, like someone would, it seemed like the support was so much for the em, employee as opposed to the employer. That's how I, I felt when I was there. So for example, you know, staff member doesn't just doesn't come in that day. Yeah. And then there, um, and don't phone in and then just come back and work two days later. Yeah. Okay. So you, and then the, the impact that has on the other staff, they go, well, why is he getting away with that? But no, yeah, no, the process I had to go through to discipline that person or whatever. That yeah. To talk, I'm keen to just find talk to me a little bit about that. It's about connection, though, isn't it? Because you 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 need to connect with your client. You know, yeah. you, you it might be that sometimes, you know, I would say to someone in that situation, you, know, you haven't been there that long, they haven't turned up to work, just deal with it now. You know, but can, can and you then at other it? times, yeah, to you know, the fundamental right in, in employment law is the right to claim unfair dismissal, which you get after two years qualifying service. Yeah. Uh, you know. That, qualifying period should probably be less than that you know yeah. that's quite a long time yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're looking at a balanced uh, argument but prior to that you know as long as there's no other issues you know no discrimination no health and safety issues no whistleblowing you know, simply someone hasn't turned up to work and they haven't told you well that'd be enough to probably terminate their employment in those in those situations so it's about communicating and it's also about not being afraid of your shadow as well because you've got to be a bit careful about not doing anything you I know but you've also got to be a bit careful about going in too hard and that's why you know that's why it's not just about rights it's about you know communication and engagement and you know is there is there any reason why you're not telling me where yeah, yeah, you're yeah. in you know uh all of that all of those things and uh having that friendly person on the end of the phone you can just say what do you think about this because my my i mean my role has developed over the years in that you know when you first qualify you all the questions are about the law yeah. all the questions are about what well, can we do this can and then time develops and you almost become that sort of trusted advice you know what do you think we should do about yeah, this yeah, 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 uh sure. you know and uh you can you know you the, the, the opposition is as a, as a lawyer you know you, you can tell them the options but you can't decide for them yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, no, but uh you know you can you can steer them into what in direction of what direction of what you think is the is the best option for for the business or if they're an employee bringing a claim the best option in terms of whether yeah. or not they might succeed or whether or not it might settle and uh yeah and just you know make yourself available to do that yeah that's interesting like i said for, for me it always seemed like i couldn't i couldn't well, there was a point where you go love to have just gone <laughs> actually you know get your stuff this you, you might be able to do that in certain situations though mightn't you <laughs> and, and, and you yeah. can look, that was, yeah of that course was, like, like you said you, a little bit of communication so for me I'll, i guess part of me for business quite scared of me yeah like, oh, I can't, you know can't say that or i can't do that yeah it's not possible to to go down that route i'm going to get they're going to pull yeah but, yeah but, but, but you're saying that actually I guess, like you said, it's, it, the key is having a good advisor. To yeah, be able to yeah, absolutely. Like. Yeah, because of course, you know, it might be that I say, right, you know, don't do anything. Come and see me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have a Teams meeting as we do now, and uh, let's uh, let's work out uh, work out what we want to what we want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of course, there's a whole load of balancing issues there, isn't there? You know, the person might be back; they might actually be quite good at their job. You might think actually they're not up to it, but I haven't got a replacement. It's difficult to get a replacement. Replacement. You know, if it's going to cost me a lot more money, you know what? whole whole host of issues that you have to sort of strategically 
think about? Ultimately, that's part of being a business owner and having that responsibility to make those decisions and and, and choose that right path. And and it was the thing for me, it was so much surrounded by, because exactly that, there was them questions that particular person I'll talk about was actually really good. Yeah. And they did actually, when they were there, they made a lot of money. But then the the negative impact that that has on a, on the business yeah because when you everyone else everyone else is going well he's getting away with that why are they getting away with yeah that? it's and tough running a service business as well like that you know because the customer customer is front and center aren't they and you know you, yeah so well, and, and, look, and the, the, my biggest journey for me i guess looking at not being a hairdresser was a was a was a tough thing for me yeah that you know had that happened i'll just go well hold him clients that he's got a fully booked column on a saturday yeah all those clients that are coming yeah. in I'll, I'll make sure i do them and i'll yeah. work that out I'll, I'll, you want me can't you there mate so yeah <laughs> people coming in he's like oh, i couldn't do that and you have to then cancel then you lose yeah. clients Losing, and there's yeah. such an impact on the business as well as the other yeah uh, people so it's um but it, uh, for, for me they always seem to be that that one a little bit of a gray area around employment law and it was always which listening to you talk was possibly not so much of a gray area it is actually yeah i mean you have to i mean the whole point of employment rights is it's fundamentally an unequal balance isn't it you know if if, if, the whole point is to offset the imbalance between employer and employee as you have in many situations you know if you like you know if, if you if you buy a food product and it causes you to get sick you know as a consumer you've got those those rights yeah, that are there yeah, to sure, sure. protect you and uh you know the balance the balance you know is is right it could arg- arguably go further you know if it if, if it was clearer from an earlier stage it might make matters easier uh but uh, yeah the problem's always there to be solved i mean that's uh you know that's the that's the best we listen to that. and actually it's really interesting my first that talked that i was talking with um matt hunter who obviously um co-founder of plus x mm. he was talking about innovation and design and stuff like that but being a problem solver and, and this the, actually completely different industries and completely you know um different areas yet listening to you talk and and describe your role i guess and and part of the employment law is just that there's a, there's a problem and so i'm there yeah. to try and solve it and that's what that's the beauty of it yeah yeah definitely that's, yeah all oh, right it's brilliant well, look, Mate, it's been fascinating. Well, look, I, I, we're going to finish as we would do look, quick with these quick fire questions mm. I've got for you. So I want to um, that, tell me what one piece of advice would you give to your 18 year old self? Build your network, get your connections. Academics will get you so far, but once you start in any professional area, in a lot of areas, you know, you, you your career develops through contacts. Career, I mean, you know, I'm probably I'm speaking to the converted here, but you, you know, you're, you're you know, you, for example, well, you know, I got the in on my first training contract through a for a, a guy I was at university with. He said, you know, they're looking for someone, go and meet them. And that, yeah. that was someone who I'd met and, you know, networked, although I didn't even know what networking was in those days, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, and the same because one of the reasons why I was able to set up my own firm was because of those connections that I had, had built up. So, you know, and, and you can always offer people something and vice versa. I love that. I look, it's, you're so you're so right, and definitely for me, look, as, as you know, my, my belief in that and building your network and the people you surround yourself with is what it opens doors. Yeah, completely. So many, yeah, and people people buy from people. Like, of course, they do. Whatever, yeah. whatever, and this is what I find fascinating. Whatever, whether it's selling hairdressing services or you know talking about the law. Yeah. 
magazine advertising, whatever that is, yeah. people still they've got to buy into you as an individual. Mm. You've got to build those relationships with people, and that's where I'm. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, who who has been the biggest inspiration throughout your life, and why? This is a tricky one. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, and uh, you know, there's there's so many different people that you know, touched my life and done different things, and both in a positive and and, and, and negative way, and uh, and. And I actually remember a conversation that I had with a law lecturer, maybe first year or second year. And I was at university in London. It was very city driven. It was very, you know, you have to uh, get to X to be able to work in a city yeah. law firm. And uh, uh, at the time, uh, some of the academic side was actually quite, quite challenging, uh, some of the, uh, the stuff that we were doing. And he said, oh, uh, well, you know, with the academic level that you're at, I'm not sure you're going to end up practicing in in law and at the at that time i thought you know i walked out of that meeting and i thought well you you're just wrong on you're wrong on that yeah, you know yeah. it's not just about you know it's about as i say problem solving it's about practical solutions it's, it's everything like that and that actually gave me a bit of a jump to uh you know to to study harder to do more to get over that hurdle to get to the next hurdle and yeah. it's, it's strange when you think about stuff you know how, yeah. how, how it comes that's really, that's really interesting like because because again i was just talking with um jack the lead was on previously was talking about education and yeah talking about that he goes into schools to inspire the mm. next generation and stuff like that. And, and it's unbelievable really the impact that that teachers lecturers whatever that is yeah. can have on on individual and 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 children can get labeled from a yeah, young age, yeah, yeah. you know yeah you're not academic like, I, I, yeah. I was not the most academic person. Yeah, I was labelled as academic. <laughs> yeah, but, but that, yeah. And, and that's and that's the. But I think you can you can be, where from the education system, we're, we're so quick to put people in boxes yeah. and label them. And the impact that some comments like that can have. Yeah, it's great to think to, that in your head you took that on board. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, I, and I, there's I other you know there's other examples of lecturers and teachers who who had the opposite. So, but yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's interesting how some things spur you on and some things don't. And yeah. Yeah, I love that. But right. could you recommend a but right. could you recommend a book or podcast to our listeners that's had an impact on you? Freakonomics. We have a book about economics, but from a, a understanding and practical point of view. Okay. So it breaks it breaks breaks it how how money works down into an everyday. Yeah. It's, a, it's a brilliant book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Finally, what is your one rule for living a fulfilled life? Just don't don't let things worry you. Just try your best. Carry on. You know try and yeah. try and you know keep calm and eventually you'll, you'll find a solution to something or everything <laughs> Love that. mate listen thank you so much for coming on and, and supporting um supporting no today and, and coming on and having a chat and there's some great little insights and certainly like i said for me employment law was yeah it's very much yeah. uh, uh was a difficult thing especially from the salon so it was really yeah. interesting to just pick your brains about yeah. them bits and you well, know sure delighted to be here you're not looking too tired yet <laughs> you, got, you got in early we've done all right we've done all right but um hopefully i think you're sticking around for the live show yep, later am, which yep. would be awesome so yep. yeah mate thanks again no I worries appreciate it and um look, wish you all the best thank, thank you, you mate. thank you for having me and that is a wrap This is the County Business Talks podcast, produced by H2 Productions.